Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode three of the Socially Supportive podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in social customer care. And brought to you by the Insight Group, who's holding their annual customer service summit November 16th and 17th. It's at the Marriott Brooklyn Bridge. I love New York in the fall. I'm sure you might get tired of me saying that pretty soon, like everyone else who knows me, but I just love it. It's like that movie, You've Got Mail. Socially Supportive is the official podcast partner of the Insight Group Customer Service Summit this year. So I will be there. And if you're going, I'd love for you to come and say hi and hear what you've got going on in your social customer service program. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash insight, I-N-C-I-T-E to get more details about that event. Welcome to Manic Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. This is Labor Day weekend. If you're listening to this live, you're listening to this on Labor Day, September the 4th. So I hope you're having a good one. Today's inspiration comes to us from Peter Drucker, who says you can't manage what you don't measure. And the book of the day is by my friend and colleague Dan Gingis, Winning at Social Customer Care. And remember, you can find links to all the books mentioned on the show at sociallysupportive.com slash resources with links that take you directly to Amazon, or you can go to Audible from the resources page and get a free month when you sign up for Audible. So check that out. I love Audible. And stick around because... In the end of the episode, we'll talk about any job openings or other announcements there at the end. But for now, let's talk about today's topic. The best nine KPIs on the planet and a bonus, according to Frankie. And Mondays should just come with the bonus. So that's why we have that. But you've got to wait till next Monday for the bonus because we're splitting this episode into two parts. What? Yes, because it takes a long time to talk about nine KPIs and a bonus, even when it's just high level. Later on in different episodes, we will get deeper down into some of these KPIs. But for today, we're keeping it high level to give you a top list. What's a KPI? A KPI is a key performance indicator. If you want the deep down version of what a KPI is, David Parmenter has written a book that will be linked in the show notes and on the resources page titled Key Performance Indicators, Developing, Implementing and Using Winning KPIs. If you want the quick version, according to Frankie, a key performance indicator is a metric that you choose that you think is critical to moving your business forward in the direction you'd like to go. And these performance indicators show where you are, where you are looking to go, and those types of things. Anyway, if you want to get deeper into it, David Parmenter. So let's check out my first favorite KPI. Number one is 
initial response time, often abbreviated as IRT. Initial response time is different than what you may have heard about another metric average response time. Initial response time is how long it takes you to initially reply to a customer who has made a comment to or about your brand. So if somebody says, help, my something isn't working, how long does it take for your tool to pick up this comment, get it through whatever sort of filtering process you have, whether you have someone who is being a facilitator that gets these posts to different people, or whether you've got one of these really neat automatic things that just sends the post to the next available agent that's logged in and ready to take a post. However, it happens the length of time between when the customer says help and your agent says I can help you or replies with an answer. Why is this important? I believe that it is important to measure this first and foremost, because it gives you an insight into what the customer's experience is. It tells you how long customers are waiting to hear back from your agents. And you're thinking so. So waiting feels bad. It creates uncertainty. It creates fear. It creates tension in your customer. Those three things are the things that you want to avoid in order to have an awesome customer experience. So I think that your initial response time is crucial, even more so than your average response time. Average is how long does the customer have to wait between each back and forth? Like when the customer says something to you, on average, how long are they having to wait every time you reply back? The world today, I think that if a customer is on the go, they realize they have some sort of question, they tweet you about it, they send it out into the world, there's a little fear, a little trepidation, Ooh, is the company going to answer me back? Will I need to call? How long should I wait before I try to find another way to get in touch with them? The sooner that you can just reach out and answer that initial question and basically say either here's the answer or hey, I've got this. I don't know what the answer is yet. I'm going to go find out. And as soon as I know, I'll get back to you should be within however long fill in the blank, the customers no longer feeling trepidation or anxiety and sans any sort of time limitations like travel or, you know, needing to get on a flight or a train or something. If you don't have any of those limitations, then you can set a reasonable expectation of reply and that should sit well with the customer. Initial response time, number one. Number two is your average handle time. This talks about how long it takes to fully resolve an issue with your customer. This, some people call this a trouble ticket. When a customer comes and says, eek, I need help. And you have that initial response time and say, I am here for you. It's going to take me a little while to find the answer, but I'll be back to you. How long does it take for you to get from eek, I need help all the way down to we were so glad that we were able to resolve this issue for you. That's average handle time in my world. This matters because you can't calculate cost per transaction without fully knowing your average handle time. And you just went, what? What's a cost per transaction? Hang on. I'll tell you exactly what a cost per transaction is. Number three, cost per transaction. The third key performance indicator I want to talk about is cost per transaction. And what I mean by that is how much it costs 
your company to have agents handle customer service issues via social media. So you've got, we'll have a longer episode about this that goes into great detail and I'll have a guest on to help us with that. But essentially you take the cost per hour or day or month, however you want to calculate it, of having your agent on staff and then you want to know how many of these tickets or transactions, which is all the way from eek help me to you're welcome, how many of those can one of your agents on average get through in that same period, day, week, month, whatever. And then how many of these transactions do you tend to get in that same period? So then you're figuring out how many agents do you need to have, right? How much does this cost? And depending on how you calculate your costs in your organization, you may want this to be fully loaded, which means you want to include how much it costs to keep the lights on, how much it costs to pay for the technology. These are all things that you put into cost per transaction. Here's why this matters. Because you want to be able to compare your cost per transaction to other customer care channels like telephone, customer support, or chat support those types of things. This is important because you want to understand, are you getting a return on your investment that is better than, equal to, or less than some of the other departments? We'll get deeper into return on investment in later episodes. At this moment, you just want to know that when you are reporting on key performance indicators, this is one of them that is really important to capture. Depending on what tool you're using, it may be hard for you to get that average handle time, that per ticket understanding or view of the world. So you may need help from data analysts or something that is external to your tool. It can be complicated to get to that, but rest assured it is possible. And once you have that information, it can really help you understand whether it's right for your company to move your program forward in a social space or whether you ha are providing enough social customer service as compared to the mix of other uh, customer support channels that you have available. All right, so we've gone through number one, initial response time, number two, average handle time, number three, cost per transaction, Number four, resolution rate. Resolution rate is what percentage of time you're able to resolve your customers' issues via social media. Sometimes you're going to be able to fully resolve a customer's issue and you're going to get to your welcome or thank you so much at the end of your interaction. Sometimes you're not going to be able to do that. You want to know what percentage of the time your efforts on social customer care are providing a full and complete resolution to your customers. Obviously, this is important because you want providing customer service over social media to be an effective tool for your customers. And if you have any challenges, you want to understand what types of transactions are causing challenges, where can you provide either some more training or, you know, a different way or method of providing service to your customers over social media. Great thing to measure. And in all these, of course, you want to get a baseline to find out where you are now, set a goal for where you think you'd want to be, 
and then figure out how long you want to give yourself before you reach that goal. If you want to hear more about setting those goals and things like that, we just had episode one about socially supportive and 4DX, where you can use the four disciplines of execution methodology to make goals and, and complete those goals using the 4DX and WIG method. So check out episode one if you want more information about that. And now we are on to the last one that we are going to talk about today, which is we went through initial response time, number one, average handle time, number two, cost per transaction, number three, resolution rate, number four, and number five of Frankie's nine favorite KPIs, part one is escalation rate. So sometimes people have their social customer care departments set up as a triage unit where agents are simply scooping up all of the inquiries. I'm making big sweeping arm motions that you can't see as I'm explaining this to you and I'm getting hooked on my <laughs> I'm getting hooked on my headphone cord. It would be really funny if you could see it. Anyway, so sometimes people are going out and scooping up all of these uh, social customer care inquiries and looking for ways that they can respond and different things. And in a triage situation, the social customer care team isn't actually the final place of resolution. Sometimes you're just triaging and you're just shipping these inquiries out to the right place, the right department. That's one model. And the escalation rate that you would have would be much larger in the triage model than in a one-stop shop model where every agent knows a lot of things about a lot of topics and subjects. So any question that comes in, like when is your store open to, you know, what is your company's position on being nice to puppies and kittens, whatever question comes in, it doesn't matter what it is. Maybe you've got your team set up so that your social customer care agent should be able to answer all of those questions. That that's a one stop shop model. And so your desired escalation rate in a one stop shop model would be fairly low. Maybe you want a 95% resolution rate in house, and then you want your escalation rate for outsourced resolution to be very low. And by outsourced, I'm referring to some department other than your social media customer care team. In a triage model, you would likely have an in house escalation rate that would be pretty high because your only goal an objective is to answer very basic questions. And then most everything else you're shipping off to other departments and other departments have access to maybe answer and respond for social customer care. Either way, you want to know what those rates are. And once you start monitoring what those rates are, that will let you know whether you're getting the maximum benefit out of your social customer care department. And later on in the next episode, which that we talk about this next Monday, episode eight, at that point, we'll talk about something like customer satisfaction and these other things so that you can bench your escalation rate against your customer satisfaction ratings to find out whether you would benefit from changing from your triage model to a different model and whether the cost of that customer satisfaction would be worth you making a change different for every company, but having the information allows you to give that a look and decide for your own company what makes the most sense for you from a financial and customer satisfaction point of view. All right, there we go. The first five of Frankie's nine favorite KPIs for you right there. And let me ask you something. Do you have a job opening? 
Would you really like it to be filled by someone who listens to the socially supportive podcast and knows what Frankie's nine favorite KPIs are? If you have that job opening, send it to me. Just send me a note at Frankie at socially supportive.com and I will talk about it on the show, post it up on the website, and that way you can have access to the smartest applicants in the biz because our listeners are the smartest applicants in the biz. Conversely, if you are looking for a spot in social customer care, send me your resume. Don't don't worry, I'm not going to say your name on the air or tell your boss that you're looking for a job. But if somebody comes and asks me, you know, if I know of anybody who might be a good fit for their opening, I might be able to share your name with them. Also, do you know of a company who's doing a really great job at social customer care? If so, send me an example of that. Maybe we'll talk about it on a show or maybe we'll post it up on the website. But it's great for us to share what different ideas of awesome customer service over social media or digital looks like and we can share it around and I'll get better for it. All right, so that is it for episode three. I will see you again tomorrow for Tech Tuesday. We have great guests tomorrow that will be sharing some very interesting technical information for us. So I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Monday. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.